Hey guys, and welcome to another episode. Sorry that we've been sort of in a hiatus, but we've had technical difficulties, and, you know, kind of needed a break due to things going on in our, in our personal lives, but we're back, and we're here, and we have a good friend of ours on today's episode, Chad Boughton. We were on his podcast... Uh, that used to be called Hindsight's 20 over 200, but um, it has a different name. I'm sure that he will share that with us. Um, but we have him here, and uh, let's get into this, because we've got a lot to share, a lot to talk about, and of course, we have yet to introduce Chad. So, hello, Chad. Hello, Kimberly. <laughs> hey, Chad. What's going on? This is awesome. Thank you guys so much for letting me come on. This is so cool to be uh, on your show. Obviously, um, I had you guys on my show. And just for your listeners, if, if they're curious about that episode, definitely go give it a listen because it is my most downloaded and listened to episode to this day. Um, I love that. I love yeah. that we can be <laughs> your most downloaded episode. Yeah, that's that's very... Um... It's very, very awesome. Yeah. So, what is the name of your podcast? Did you (laughs) rebrand? I thought you did, because I saw on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, just, you know, give my little, like, introduction, like always. Um, My name is Chad Boughton. I am 30 years old. I am a white cisgender male, and I have been going blind since I was 11 years old due to retinitis pigmentosa. So I, along with my young sister, um, I say young sister, but she's only 14 months younger than me, um, but we both have autosomal recessive retinitis pigmentosa. So actually both my sister and I are blind together. Nice. Yay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, um, I have a background in philanthropy. I used to work for a guide dog organization in Palmetto, Florida called Southeastern Guide Dogs, which is actually where I got my now retired guide dog, Andros, my big baby who I love. Um, but yeah, currently I am the host of the Unsighted Radio. Formerly hindsight is 20 over 200. Cool. Yeah, awesome. it changed. It's on my list. And at first I was like, what podcast is that? But thank you for clearing that up in case anyone has that on their following list on um, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you listen to podcasts. Exactly. So thank you for giving us that intro, Chad. Um, and I guess, well, since you said your condition i haven't really talked about my condition really on this podcast 
Um, but uh, if anybody cares to know, I have ROP, which is retinopathy of prematurity. I was born with it. And it is basically uh, when the blood vessels in the retina grow abnormally, which causes the retina to detach, and it only happens when you are a premature baby. Um, okay. So, yeah. I have ROP, uh, and mm-hmm. along uh, with ROP, I am severely nearsighted. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Join the club. Yep, I have, um, <laughs> let's see, my right eye, which is my quote-unquote good eye, I am 20 over 250, so I'm legally blind. Uh, Mm -hmm. My central vision is stronger than my peripheral uh, in that eye, and I, uh, let's see, I also have in that eye um, peripheral retinal degeneration, which means that the sides of my retinas are thinning out. Um, But yeah, I see floaters, occasional light flashes. Mm Don't have any depth perception, obviously. Uh, I struggle seeing in the dark. Uh, And uh, I can be light sensitive um, when it comes to sunlight and stuff like that. So that's lovely. Um, And uh, my left eye, I only have peripheral vision, but um, it is limited to color, hand movements, shadow, and light. And I can see up to three feet. I don't really have an acuity reading for that eye because it's non-existent. They can't ever get one, so... Yeah. That's just... So you only have peripheral in your left eye, you said? Yeah. But it's very limited. Okay. See, my left eye is worse than my right eye as well. Okay. Not me. (laughs) I I go against the grain. I don't... (laughs) Mine is... my, My left eye is better than the right okay. oh. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean retinal conditions <laughs> no fun mm-hmm. and i remember asking my retina specialist like hey um is it typical for me to be like light sensitive yet have issues night blood you know and he's like well people with retinal conditions it's common so mm-hmm. you know I'm like, oh, okay. And, yeah, I have a constricted visual field, so. Well, I have glaucoma. I have, um, I also, when I was born with cataracts on both my eyes, and they took those off, and then they grew back, which, like, almost never happens. So then they took those off again. And when they did, they, in the 80s, they took your lenses out, too, so at two and a half months old, I was wearing glasses and wow. I had a stroke when I was four. So that gave me um, only shadows in the right eye. It made me, it affected my whole right side of my left leg. So um, it took away most of my vision in my right eye, which is just like light perception and shadows. And then my left eye, I can see light and color if it's bright enough, if I'm, like, in light color. Um, it's actually gotten worse within the past couple of weeks, and I go to the eye doctor this coming week, so that's good. But 
I um, also have, I had two failed cornea transplants in the um, left eye. So all of that has accumulated to me having very little vision in what I call my good eye, which is my left eye. Hmm. And um, I go more into detail about my condition and my backstory in episode four of our podcast, if anyone wants to check that out. It's season one. I don't even know what episode your guys is anymore. <laughs> I don't know. We probably have like 70 something or 80 something episodes now. Um, uh, but I probably split seasons, so many episodes. So. Well, speaking of so many episodes, how many episodes are you coming up on, Chad? Um, so I actually, um, so w- when we're recording this, it's uh, August 12th. So August 11 of 2023 was when I recorded episode 100. Ooh, congrats on the 100 episode. Yes, whoop, it was whoop. it was awesome. Um I did it with uh, they are actors uh, Lindsay Shepard, Satana Howry and Maria Pendolino. They are actors who have done voice work for commercials. Um oh, you know, cool. um professional companies at corporate level obviously done animations such as video games and cartoons. So it was kind of like a panel where I had three amazing guests, all with different lived experiences with disability. Um, and we kind of just did it like a, like a panel you would do at like, like a, a convention where we just go around and ask questions and have them answer the questions. So it was a really fun episode for episode 100. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's really exciting. You started in March of 2020, correct? So I actually started in March of 2022. You're right. Okay. Um, so basically the, the, the background for why I got into podcasting, because honestly, podcasting was never an option for me. I never would have thought I would be doing this at any point in my life. So... When I graduated in, uh, from college in 2017, uh, I had a hard time finding work because of discrimination in my hometown. Um, so I left and moved away because I thought if I went to a bigger city that I would have more opportunities to get work. And fortunately enough, I found work at Southeastern Guide Dogs in South Florida, which is amazing because it's the organization that I received Andros from back in 2014 when I was just turning 21. So to be able to turn, you know, getting the dog to then working for the organization that gave me my dog was amazing. And from 2018 until 2021, yeah, 2021, I was a philanthropist. I did corporate fundraising for the organization and just helped continue to generate revenue so that we can offer the services to the public for free for people who need these dogs. And I probably would have stayed there, but obviously the pandemic happened. And like many people, I ended up losing my job. My position was terminated. They just got rid of my position altogether. Uh, I I hold no ill will. You know, obviously nonprofits were hit very, very hard, especially guide dog organizations. They were hit severely hard due to the pandemic. They lost so many dogs that could have been matched because they couldn't match them to people. Oh, Yeah. 
So I completely understand. Still, uh, are still struggling a little bit. Yes. Um, Yeah, um, Dr. Conrad, who used to be the primary uh, veterinarian at Southeastern Guide Dogs, he was telling me back just last year how some of these schools are still like years behind because of just getting their vet clinics and just the amount of dogs and matches they need to do. So extremely hard. Mm -hmm. So, again, I understand, you know, they have to make decisions to keep the business afloat. And that's what it was, you know. No ill will. You know, they, they do what they need to do. That made it hard, though, for me because now I have to turn it forward. I had no expectations of losing my job or ever going anywhere else. So now I'm kind of floating around. What, what do I do? Where do I go? Why can I use the experience of philanthropy at, in another career field? So I'm just kind of really at a loss. And unfortunately... I didn't really have any options, so oh, go ahead. <laughs> no problem. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll keep going. Um, basically, I worked as a janitor um, from 2021 to 2022 just to pay my bills, and wasn't really the happiest time of my life. But you know, at least I could keep. <laughs> But no, so yeah, working as a janitor, not really loving life. You know, at least I'm paying the bills, keeping the power and the water running. And kind of started getting back in my depression. I I do have a long history of mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, I've struggled with depression. I have been suicidal. I have made attempts on my life. So, you know, I was like, I hope I don't fall back into that bag because, you know, once you've gotten away from it, you don't ever really want to go back to it. Um, mm-hmm. So I did what used to always make me happy when I was growing up as a kid, um, losing my vision, and that was just start playing video games. And funny enough, video games is how I ended up getting into podcasting. <laughs> right. I, and the, the connection there, because, you know, you say that's like, how in the world do you connect those two together? And basically one day my sister asked me when i was playing a game she's like why do you still play games when you can't see anymore and i'm like well it's therapeutic for me emotionally yeah. and mentally it keeps my mind off of the you know those dark thoughts it helps me then they're so, done that. yeah she recommended that hey reach out to some of these publications and ask them if you can share your story and so I was lucky Aww. enough to get a yes. I, I tell people I, I sent out 30 emails. I got 29 no's, but I got one yes. That's awesome. And that one yes Yay. literally changed everything for me. They let me, it's um, Nintendo Life out of the UK. They let me publish an article talking about accessibility for the Nintendo Switch. You nice. Know, talking I love about my their... Switch very much. <laughs> yeah, talking, yeah. So talking about their games in the system. And what ended up happening was her name is Paulina, and she works for RNIB, which is the Royal National Institute of Blind People. Um, And they have a Connect Radio. So they have like a radio program that they do at um, at RNIB. And she read my article, loved it, but I left no way to contact me. And she Sherlock Holmes me down. She found, <laughs> she, she did, she found another article I wrote for the Blind New World, 
And I mentioned, again, no way to contact me, but I mentioned I used to work for Southeastern Guide Dogs. So she contacted Southeastern, said, hey, I know you guys used to or still have a guy there working for you named Chad Bowen. Any way I can get in contact with him. Obviously, they forward that message to me. I reach back out to Paulina, and she invites me on to the Correct, their Connect Radio show. And I will always credit Paulina and RIB for giving me the confidence to start my podcast because, you know, one appearance became two, two became three. They gave me so much work and media time in the beginning when I really had no expectations of doing broadcasting. And it was just really talks with Paulina off the record of her encouraging me that, hey, you're passionate, you have a great voice, um, you seem to really love disability diversity and inclusion i would strongly recommend that you try and find your way into broadcasting and obviously one of the ways she entered you know she recommended was podcasting you know if you can't get in with a radio try podcasting and i really do credit her <laughs> no but i just i really credit her for helping me find my way into podcasting because had she not reached out to me after I wrote that article, I probably would have still done journalism, but I found out real quickly I probably would have really not enjoyed that because there's a lot of politics that go into journalism, and I was getting kind of grumpy with that real fast. I had no idea that was how you got into it. Um, that's a really interesting story with all we've talked about and stuff. I never knew. I knew about them the the article and stuff but I never I guess I never knew about you crediting them to getting in or that whole backstory that's really interesting yeah and I, I've had Paulina on my show um, to obviously talk about RNIB Connect Radio and obviously I give her all the flowers in the world and she she always tries to <laughs> rebuttal me say no no you you did all the hard work I, I I did nothing but no matter what she says I will always say <laughs> thank you for encouraging me and at least giving me the opportunity to understand the power my voice has and yeah. the the impact that my lived experience can have because I've always grown up being told, oh, you're such a role model, Chad. But it's like, I don't live my life to be a role model. I don't think any of us really with a disability try to be role models. I mean, people probably yeah. think we're inspirational, but we don't go out of our ways to be inspirational. But I really <laughs> just found that there can be a lot of good if I actually go all in on my disability and actually use my disadvantage as my advantage yep. and actually find a way to make this disability my superpower. Yep, that's part of the reason why I started podcasting too, because I was just like, well, you know, I kind of wanted to basically just show people like, hey, um, you know, blindness doesn't look like anything, it's a spectrum. And so, like, for me, that was very important, and I, like, didn't want to just start a YouTube channel just because YouTube is just very, very saturated now. Mm -hmm. And it's not what it used to be. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know, why not? But other times yeah. I'm just kind of like, well, 
I would have to. That would involve paying people money, to, <laughs> yeah. which I don't have <laughs> to help me edit, produce, stuff like that. Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm gonna just start a podcast, and so I had an idea for so long. I was just like, I'm gonna start a podcast. I'm gonna start a podcast, and then like. Mm-hmm. When I was working at a studio that one of my friends co-owns, I kept telling her about it. She was like, you know what? Stop telling me that you're going to do it. And <laughs> sit down, write a proposal, and just do it. And so that day, I remember sitting down. I wrote a proposal of what I wanted. I started looking at proposal examples online. And then I wrote a proposal about what I wanted it to be, what was I going to call it, whether I was going to have one or two co-hosts and that sort of thing and then it just came about and so now we've been uh it's been what five years now since we've been yeah we're on season four no it's been five years we started in 2018 19 20 21 22 yeah it's been five years so yeah so i mean we've had it for about five years now and so because remember after the first season we took a hiatus because I was going through some personal issues. You're you're right in in doing your uh your training and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I was going through some personal issues and it just kinda took me down in the dumps and I couldn't do it. I was just like, well, I can't like it was really hard and Kimberly was just like, Hey, what's going on? Like what's happening? And I was just like, you know, Told her I was going through some personal issues. Um, <laughs> I forgot that my podcast is not explicit. So, and uh, you know, she was like, "Hey, you know, you really wanted this really badly, and now that you're here, don't give up, keep going." Yeah. And like, you know, she kind of just talked some sense into me, and I was just like, you know, thank you. I kind of needed that, and then yeah, you know, I needed someone to kind of push me and just be like. Don't stop what you've already created because. Well, it's not, that's not just a good co-host. That's that's just a good friend, um, and obviously that's you know you guys are co-hosts, but you are also friends. Yeah, we um, were friends before we yeah. were co-hosts. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, it's important <laughs> that you guys have that dynamic. Yeah, my mental health is just not okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I needed that push. Like, I needed that reminder. Like, look, you just started something good. Like, why are you going to stop now, you know? But, like, mentally, I just didn't have the desire to do anything. Like, I lost, at some point, I just lost interest in doing things I loved. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult Yeah, that happens with mental health. I'm really glad we're touching on that because there's probably so many people listening that have had that experience and are going through that and feel alone and it's not you're not alone I think almost everyone has a period in their life that that happens mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you know I have my good days and bad days like I still struggle sometimes but you know yeah. I just kind of I'm like well gotta remember what I have and what I've accomplished and things I've done and you know that I'm still yeah. alive and kicking so there's that, and then I and then I took a hiatus because I was gonna go into training, and I wasn't gonna. Frankly, I wasn't gonna have time to sit down and record episodes, because that took a lot out of me. And then in training, I went through some bumps in the road too. You know, I had some stuff I was still 
dealing with. Um, and it was COVID. Yeah. And oh yeah. And you weren't home to do the podcast no. to have your equipment. So there was that, and so like any hiatus we have, just for our listeners to know, there's a reason we're not like. We don't, we're not forgetting to do it or don't feel like doing it or anything. There's always a reason and we will always come back and thank you for our loyal listeners who keep coming back and listening, even though we might take a break sometimes. Yeah. And then, um, I, last month I was sick for like two weeks. I literally had no energy to like come and record a podcast i'm like i really can't do it so like i had to tell one of my guests i'm like look i'm sorry like can, we need to reschedule because i just i can't like i have no energy like I, I was barely able to take care of my dog and by take care of me it was just like basic needs like feeding relieving um mm-hmm. playing fetch because i didn't even have the energy to go work my dog and you were cleaning a lot and so that's not good to be doing during a podcast is like coughing yeah, constantly. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, no, I just couldn't do it. So, but, you know, I took some time to, you know, for self-care, to rest and mm-hmm. all the good things. And I'm back now. Um, my asthma just was very oversensitive. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I have slight asthma. I don't have, like, chronic um, like my mom does, but I... But it's so funny because, like, my mom is said to have chronic asthma, yet she's like, I feel great, you know? And I was the <laughs> one feeling, you know, sick. Like, I don't feel so good, you know? Um, and so yeah. my mom's like, here, Probably, like, I'll exacerbated. make And, like, yeah. And um, I, this month, I um, splurged out of necessity. I got an air purifier <laughs> I wanted for my room. And, oh, oh, that's good. It's done amazing things. I'm like, <laughs> yes! Like, I just feel great. Like, I should get me one of oh, those. Oh my god. We have, we have two in my house. <laughs> and I can use it with my Echo because it's like, it's touchscreen, but I can't, I can't really, I can't really use it, the touchscreen. So, I, um, I'll tell my Echo, you know, turn on the air purifier, set the fan speed to, you know. Oh, that's awesome. I want one. Send me that link. I will send it to you. Um, I was very, very happy. Um, now I have a dog that is very upset. He probably wants to come down with me. I'll probably have to bring him here. So, excuse me. Uh, Hold on. He's uh, very upset. If I don't do it, he's, gonna, <laughs> he's yelling at me like, what are you doing? So, I'll be back. Yeah, okay. Problem. Uh, oh, go ahead, Kimberly. Oh, I was just gonna like continue on with you. Like, um, I don't know what topic do you want to discuss? <laughs> <laughs> we get we can talk about anything, but obviously, I just want to touch on one thing. Um, that Angie was talking about, and that is burnout. For any content creator, especially us smaller independent content creators, burnout is such a big issue. Um, and it's not just getting tired of doing the process of recording and editing 